Go Loud presents the Lennon Courtney podcast. Way back in series one, we dedicated an entire episode to purpose. Ah, yes, we've always been fascinated by those aquatic mammals. Purpose, Brendan, not porpoise. I was wondering what you were talking about when we were recording <laughs> that episode. Ah, uh, enjoy the spirit searching episode from our first series. It's one of our faves. I've started the last, because I was doing the show notes, I started this with a quote from Madonna, one of your faves. Go. Knowing is the beginning. So I think that's when you're like going, what the F am I doing? What's the point? What's next? You're trying to find your purpose, which is what this episode about. Having that little twinge, that little kind of idea, you know, there's something not quite right. I'm not feeling completely satisfied is a good start. It's funny, you mentioned Madonna straight away, which has just triggered something I wasn't even thinking of, which was that I did a number of Kabbalah classes in London during her Kabbalah fever pitch, where my flatmate would only drink Kabbalah water, Julia. And so that was a journey into purpose which I'll loop back around onto inspired by probably Madonna's Kabbalah fixation and that's probably where knowing is the beginning was part of that Kabbalah journey right mm. Mm. Kabbalah is ancient Judaism mm. prehistoric religion it's the oldest religion in the world and it's all about it ultimately is all about um, the zodiac really that's what it comes down to your star signs so it's quite amusing <laughs> I might get in trouble for that <laughs> I've sent you a few meetings anyway well, I digress but that inspired that that's triggered me too. So yeah, and apparently horoscopes are more popular than ever. That's based on absolutely no fact that I can pull up, but that's what I've sure gleaned somewhere. Find one we'll find a fact. And well, I'll so put the it argument for Kabbalah is that your Kabbalah teacher divinates every morning and tells you how you basically what to focus on. So it's, it's got nice meanings and mentions. And this this is a te- intentionally the people I met were, sorry, intentionally looking for their purpose and they were using Kabbalah as a means because they had the lost faith, obviously, in traditional religion, all those kind of things. But Kabbalah starts its teaching by saying the body is made up of 90% water and the lunar cycle moves water in terms of waves and oceans oceans move because of the lunar cycle so therefore it stands to reason that the the waves of motion of, of literally water through your body H2O causes change in the system and it's based on this sort of loose science which sounds ludicrous but there also sounds like there's some sort of sense or fact in it in some way What is your Kabbalah relationship now? Oh I, I threw it down and walked away it didn't it, it irritated me because I actually was going to Notting Hill to rich women's houses who had more work than I'd ever seen so I was very distracted by their worked faces and their problems were just so not problems their 19 year old wasn't studying hard at college or their husband was away too much or their, their issues that they were very very upset about around these meetings were embarrassing I remember thinking oh this, these people don't have problems they, too much time in their hands too, they have too much time and too much money so it, it put me off it having said that you know I wouldn't discount it and there was great the, the Kapala teacher that I met whose name I can't remember uh, was probably a, best that yeah, way yeah. <laughs> was kind of brilliant though he was he was a he was a priest of it or whatever they call it there's a name for it I can't remember and he was kind of zen and you know all the things you'd imagine and these sort of Notting Hill housewives flocked around him because he was quite attractive as well but he was but wise can, can we take a moment to just pull the lid off that for a second because isn't that the essence of the very conversation we're about to have which is Um, the more space, time and luxury you have, the more reflection time you have, Mm -hmm. the more reflection time you have, the more you are aware of what may be missing. I, the word I wrote, the words I wrote in preparation for this, the only couple of words I wrote were um, your basic needs. Once your basic needs are met, and I mean economically as well, by the way, financially, food, roof, Shelter. shelter. Once those basic needs are met, you look for different things. It could be spirituality, it could be purpose, it could be to 
procreate, whatever it is. But I, I believe that once those basic needs are met, that's a national, a natural evolution for, for mankind, humankind, to search for a reason to exist. Yeah. I was, that's what I was thinking. To be able to consider what your purpose is is a privilege. It shows that things are, by and large, going quite well if you have that time and space to think about it. On the converse of that, on the flip side, purpose is driven into poverty. You have to decide that your purpose is, is divine, that you wouldn't be born into this poverty without some sort of purpose which would be that's why people find religion so, so such a source of comfort in crisis you know and that I've always believed that religion fills that gap really quickly and and I'm always kind of envious of people who have religious as their religion as their purpose because it's quite clear it's quite socially accepted there's loads of groups doing it but it's not for me so it, it, it's caused me a, a great discomfort in my journey for purpose yeah mm-hmm. or it, yeah maybe religion has is a kind of constant beacon of hope for those people if you have it I, I, yeah sometimes I think it's a bit of a cop out because if you're intelligent and your basic needs are met you have to question it more it's, I just think it's, it's, it's funny not to question it and I'd say it's no coincidence that the falling away of organised religion in our society yeah. has led to a need to find more purpose and it's come from a, a, a great wealth upon the, the first world Every the, the first world is much wealthier than it ever was you know people have much more they have houses they have food so we're only talking from our perspective by the way obviously right we don't know what it's like and I understand it do you know what I mean which is what our parents probably would have done or their parents would have done they would have listened to the priests and they would have said okay that's the purpose the purpose is to go to somewhere better you know to I, I was talking to a friend of mine who was saying that her mother um, went to church every day went to mass um, recited you know on loop the decades of the rosary and she was saying there's no no doubt in her mind that that was a form of meditation for her mom. Oh, yeah. You know, it is. It's it's a meditative space where you can't really allow the reality of your existence to, to crowd your brain. You're just focused on the word. Mm. Oh, and just to, to caveat that with uh, books that I've read in the last couple of years of some of the greatest thinkers I know who are and believe in a God or another or a spiritual being or a beyond what we understand. I completely concur with that. So I wouldn't be that naive. And I do think there are people in organised religion who believe that aspect of it more so than the white man on the cloud. Yeah. And I, I, I'm becoming more aware of that. And so I'm becoming less critical of organised religion and especially big thought leaders in that area. I think they have, there's a joined up connectivity with that. I'm thinking specifically of Russell Brand and the way he talks about the 12 steps. And the fourth step to recovery is to accept that there's a higher spirit bigger than you that AA created, which was also about finding God. But he has a great way of saying, well, that spirit is the universe that you must accept that you go to nothing and come from nothing and while it sounds he doesn't believe that there's a mastermind but he does believe that there's a force or an energy that connects everybody and actually scientifically there is we are all at our centre atoms we are all energy everything in this room is energy so there's a very interesting thought and and there are some people in in the Jewish faith in Catholicism that are on that wavelength of of thinking thinking. yeah and so it's it's very easy to dismiss historical uh, teachings of religion and then when you hear these great thought leaders you're like well it's all a little bit connected in some way because it's meditative there's a sense of going into the self uh, and and just and that's actually what I brought from the outside in is about going into the self to consider your purpose hold your horses there Brendan we're not ready for that <laughs> info yet so uh, Sonny what were you going to say sorry um, I'm not entirely oh. sure <laughs> okay so we're getting very Gwyneth Paltrow here so let's bring it back so Brendan we know you want to be rich and famous and did I do you, you do okay no, we, all don't. Want to, we all want to be rich no no I don't care well, you did. Oh, I did. I did. I thought that's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you weren't thinking of in terms of your life in terms of a pur- purpose then. It's real easy to say. <laughs> 
I did when I'm economically comfortable, right? And I am. I'm not rich, rich, but I'm comfortable. So, and I, I mean, as in, I mean, things could change. Like they definitely could change. I could lose a job or could lose whatever. But this uh, podcast is going to ruin you. So, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. So I'm, so I'm not. <laughs> Worst thing you ever did meet me. So yeah, when you're frightened for where your future comes from, calling it rich and famous is a good tag to hang on to when you're younger, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. So I wouldn't deny that, but that's not how I feel anymore. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah. Am I being unclear? No. No, sorry. Whereas we've already established that I want to be as rich as God himself. <laughs> she I, wants that I, Oprah money. I don't believe wealth brings happiness at all. No, it doesn't. Neither seen, do I. Yeah. And, and neither do I, but I think I would make be, you'd a, be a very good, good, really rich person. I think she would too. And I, I'd make a very good rich person's friend. <laughs> I'm just saying. You are oh. a future rich person's oh. friend. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> just really hard to break to you, Brendan, but there's only room for one really good friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, no, I mean, I, I uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, I, I think the purpose thing is very interesting because there's purpose and purpose, and and there's kind of a daily purpose for being. A lot of a lot of people find that in parenting, they find their purpose is to you know produce the next ge- next generation. I I don't I don't really you know I don't really feel that that is where I'm at. I absolutely adore my children, and I'm delighted I have them, and I cherish them every day. But um, uh, that isn't that isn't part of my purpose I don't think mm. um, because there's children born every day children die every day people are born die just that's what happens mm-hmm. um, and I think f- for me uh, it, do you think it's naive to hang your purpose off being a parent I think it's naive to hang anything off anything with two legs <laughs> that can walk away <laughs> you know like it's it's whether that's your partner or whether it's your child you you know to to expect to be fulfilled through somebody else is naive from from my point of view and I you were there the moment I had my you know trumpet and I I read about dress for success for example and what the work that they do and um I thought wow this aligns with a set of skills and a set of interests and a and a potential that I have to create impact and that was where I unlocked something where you know we were we were making over women one by one for you know an audience's amusement on national television and I thought well, we could use exactly those same processes um to 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 help thousands of women to feel more confident um for free and that and that was definitely the beginning of a huge journey for me and actually one of the things that I love about that piece with dress for success and starting that off was that there is I know that there was no way that I would have had the confidence to go into business without having been on that journey so dress for success gave me the confidence to, to, to kind of leapfrog out of that and into the next thing so and I know I know for a fact that like the volunteers who, who help the women to succeed get at least as much out of the process as the women themselves so it's this kind of it is a bit of magic it's a bit of universal magic going on there that something so lean could be created with such incredible impact mm. um, and to know that the impact moves beyond the woman and into the next generation and into her community and everybody suddenly sees her normalised as being economic economically independent and that is really powerful stuff yeah that's really interesting because you so you you had your skill set and you managed to align it and could you channel it into something kind of purposeful which was dress for success so it, I, I yeah. think our, our purpose is within us all I don't think I don't think you necessarily necessarily find it through your family I don't think you necessarily find it through your work um but 
I kind of feel that in in prodding at it, you 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 kind of get closer to it by asking yourself what makes you cry and what makes you laugh. And in there, somewhere in the tangle of emotions that make you a unique human, is a reason for being. Do you think there's a pressure on people <laughs> to no, find a purpose? No, I actually don't. Well, I, I think there is. Do you, do you understand? There's a mo- when we, everything I read in terms of literature, in terms of the Guardian observation, is about we have enough to eat, we have a shelter roof we have our kids in the school we want what's your purpose and it's confusing it's like I, I equate it to when I was graduating I was only 16 doing my leaving cert and what do you want to do and I was like I don't know and I felt this pressure and it feels like a similar because I've often said to you, oh I don't know what my purpose is and I think because I actually think people who, who on the other side of purpose can go it's very fulfilling it gives you a real direction um, it can change course it's not definitive right but when you're on the still trying to establish what you think that purpose is and maybe being too definitive about the word and putting it into a sentence and having my vision and mission statement and all that kind of stuff I do feel there's a modern pressure on sort of left to centre liberals who are going vegan to have the next part of the of the dinner party conversation is understanding your purpose I mean I do feel that I wonder <laughs> is it something that you grow into yeah so so you grow in the closer you get to death the more you realise that through your by virtue of your privilege and yeah. your age you need to do something that matters so you drill back into that I think the reason people are assholes on Twitter or have, are given any sort of voice is because everybody wants to matter everybody wants their life to matter and if they, they look at you and perceive some sort of success they resent you for it if they're that, of that mind by the way yeah. not everybody's like that of course but particularly frustrated the ones I've encountered tend to be men middle-aged who are ranty and mean and aggressive because it could be testosterone is thrown into the mix there but it's because they want you to hear their opinion because their life matters and actually when you when you read it like that going this guy just wants to matter yeah. and that's actually or be okay. heard or be heard and that's actually okay because then you read it differently you go well fair enough you want to be heard because I, I have 20,000 followers so I'm heard by lots of people whenever I want to say something you've got two you annoy you want to get my attention so you're heard and actually that's fair enough yeah I mean I think that's okay you yeah. know, to want to matter there's better ways to do it though right than just ranting well, you'd like to think so you'd like to think so yeah I, I do also think that a, your purpose can be the tiniest of things I think the pressure that you put on yourself around it um, you know c- can be I still don't know what mine is but should, so what so what but, but I'd you, like to know yeah but you are, you have become <laughs> yeah, but you're seeking and you're you have become a, you it's come a aligned to like different things online different dating time. right the minute you stop looking <laughs> but I, I drill you down on this a lot we talk about yeah. this a lot because I, I think having children gets you pretty aligned pretty quickly I think um, being a little more mature than me gets you pretty aligned really quickly with trying to find, figure out what that is are we establishing that Are I'm you, more mature than you easy I'm picked up in the theme you're a bit more you're better at adulting the but uh, I, and, and, then, and it's a journey I enjoy just to be clear I mean I really enjoy it with these conversations well it's a, it's a kind of lovely indulgence in its own sweet way isn't yeah, it's it it's lovely and it's 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 a, you look you get to look in as well which is you know you're not there's often not often places that society encourages you to look in but what it's done for me uh, the journey for me and I suppose when I was very excited at the notion of doing this has been and this is kind of really kind of <laughs> hippy dippy is to connect my thinking me with my with the real me so to disconnect my egoic me and, and try and connect my mind to with, the pure to you to the pure me so to stop the chatter and to and to see through that which is it's a kind of a journey into 
into it and I am absolutely besotted by that like I'm just in love with the approach and I'm devouring lots of books by people who write about that and understanding ego and understanding you know attachment to the past and all those kind of things and actually if you drill down to that it, it becomes clearer and clearer about who you are and why, where you matter in the world of things I, I was telling you I went to see John Maxwell my joint the- down now <laughs> <laughs> alright Gwyneth I went to see John Maxwell speak um, uh, in the UK on Saturday and he spoke about the fact he's in his 70s now and he's kind of the, the world authority on leadership and he said that he said a couple of things he said when he was starting out in his 20s he was wasn't as bad as people thought he was and now that he's in his 70s he's not as good as people think he is but he said what what has been his process is that everything that he believed on with absolute certainty in his youth um, has been challenged along the way and and you know to say that you know everything there is to know is is just pure egotism and he said now so many of his certainties have fallen away and what's left behind is pure bedrock he knows them to be true and it's that kind of shaving off all the all the superficial dross as you go he, he talks about the fact that he's written 84 books and uh, people come up to him all the time and say wow you've written 84 books like how did you do it and he said I write every day and they're like wow so when you say every day like what do you mean he says I mean every day <laughs> Okay, so th- so hold on that now. That's otherworldly. Yeah. That's not normal. But that's why people say every day because I wouldn't have the space. It, w- it would be boring after a while, right? So consistency is where that bit comes in. Well, actually, he's so really what- funny on that because he says, you know, everybody says to him, well, you have discipline. Like, yes, how, it, yeah. where do you get that discipline that's from? That's a question. And he said, when your mind is so alive with the possibilities of your own growth, that discipline turns into anticipation and excitement. Mm. I can't wait to do what I do every day. And actually, do you know what? You told me that the other day and it inspired me to start writing again. Good. Because I was sort of sitting there going, well, and I said, no, just start, just write it down. Just start lashing it down. Start the discipline. My problem is control. I want to know the big picture I'm coming at. It's how we design a collection. I keep pulling back. I'm like, what's the image? What's the... You're like, just get going. And you're brilliant at going. Just let's, just get going. Just get going with the design process. And next of all, it comes out. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something consistently, just start to do it. And I think that's a, that's a brilliant piece that's a nugget that's a nugget <laughs> just start action eats intention for lunch action eats intention mm. so if you just do just do action even whatever it is if it's the walk because you want to lose weight if it's the writing if it's the meditate whatever it is just start a little bit and that yeah. action is a boulder that rolls down a hill and gathers moss and I think that's really interesting yeah and there's something around the pursuit of excellence that yeah. it can it takes all of you yeah you can't, you can't be excellent at something without really applying yourself. Yeah. Um, and I know we suffer from it a lot in terms of being dragged in many different directions and lacking the focus and consistency to, to chip away at one thing. Yeah. Um, that that can be a challenge. But stri- and striving for per- perfection, though, can... Oh, no, 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 never perfection. Okay, excellent. No, no, no. Perfection is fear in a fur coat. We don't yeah. want that. No, that's a, a myth and a fallacy. Excellence is different. It's, it's excellence giving the best of what you can give at any given moment mm-hmm. and that will flex and grow for me what I love about getting a little older in terms of all of this is is knowing how much I've changed and, and being quite woo, 
I, I, just my attitudes or my desires, my impatience, you know, all the things about me that changes, and, and that's just shown me that there's that everybody can change massively as you as you as as you get older. I mean, the massive change comes in, in attitude to all of the stuff. If we're you want about. it, and I think yeah. the, I think the world is split into people who think they're doing just fine and dandy, and those who want to more, learn. and not more even in terms of money or anything like that, but just more of themselves. Mm. Um, and I like I am an insanely positive person you are like I I really don't see I, I just don't see the dark clouds um but I know people who do and I, I, and it's not even about depression or anything like that it's just about kind of a negative mindset and I, it boggles my brain how you could live like that and not gift yourself the power of positivity I'm very positive but I have really struggled to divorce my thinking brain and or my ego from my emotional brain and I can now go ah, that's my ego I know what's happening here and it's very I mean I'm not blaming my my physical makeup but it's it's very much a male thing as well I believe it's very much a, a primal testosterone re- physical reaction to anybody questioning my authority or ability or whatever strength I don't know whatever it is but I've learned to go oh hang on I know what's going on because you know me I'll go what the and I'll rant about something and then you'll go think about that now and I oh yeah wasn't really really any threat to me at all it was just my I reacted emotionally that's been so great to learn I'm in love that I love going oh hang on a second great sense of power because actually it feels better well it's not only that it feels better when you don't do it it feels so (laughs) shitty when you do do it I know that it's like oh god I'm not that person anymore yeah Yeah. you never know what's inside someone else's head Mm. so what appears to be somebody being rude or dismissive to you they could be running to save their child who's been told that you know they've got measles and they're like, yeah. you don't know what is someone's walking away from or walking into ever and that's such a gift to have because you, you never take it personally but someone ignores us on the street or on a red carpet or Sonia doesn't, doesn't even see it mm-hmm. I'm like ha <laughs> Doesn't know. They're like, did they? I'm like, oh god, damn it, she didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, she's good. So it's a real gift, and I've I've learned a lot from that to, to go. You just don't know what's in people's heads. But also, our reaction to people is through a lens of our own of our own mm. situation. So we we can only judge people by how we are in a way. But people are listening. And yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, but I've decided I want to be a candlestick maker, and then that and your whole family are like, but you're not a candlestick maker. You work in the in the bank and you probably saw when people you're doing makeovers and things people see themselves a certain way and they don't that that, that change is hard how do you I think career change is different to self-image change Um, they're they're two different functions in a way if you're working in the bank and your self-image is that you you want to be a a free spirit and your way to do that is to live on an island and make candles that that, then it's the same thing and I think you kind of have to look at the circumstances and build a bridge between one and the other. I think it would be foolhardy to move from the bank to the island in one step. But also on the emotional connectivity to people around you, if you care what they think of your desire to make candlesticks, well, then you're on a right hiding to nothing because they fundamentally don't care. Mm. They want, they think they want the best for you, but you'll know what the best for you is, I think. You know, I think one thing I've learned... You've got to well, stick with it, just believe is, in yourself. I had this pow moment about two years ago Whereas no matter what your intuition tells you, it will always be right for you, even if it's wrong for everybody else. Mm-hmm. No matter what your intuition tells you, it's 
always right in that moment mm-hmm. for you. So if your intuition tells you, don't go out tonight, stay home, don't go. That moment of clarity. That moment of clarity. If your intuition tells you, go, even though you're tired. You know, I, for so, me... So the, 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 the idea that intuition is um, based on carved neural pathways. So you're... you I love you're, that. You're... Your gut is linked is linked to the neural pathways that have been forged through your experience. So there is there is intuition, and then there is the higher earned intuition. So the older you get, the deeper and more varied those neural pathways are, and that intuition as you age is even more valuable and, and more powerful. authentic for yes. you. Yeah, that was that was the key to the that, that, that phrase though is your your intuition. So Esther's intuition would always. Be be right for Esther mm-hmm. it may be wrong for everybody else around you to walk away from your family and your children you know what I mean to, to leave your big job everybody but it, it, yeah, if you I think know. about that sentence mm-hmm. it makes absolute sense for you just don't be afraid of it the one thing I've learned is my intuition has always been right and I've gone against it a number of times and I knew and afterwards gone Oh, why didn't I listen to my intuition? I know, and that can be more frustrating because right. you're like, I knew I shouldn't have done that and yeah. then it happened. And, and, and intuition is a fascinating thing because intuition, uh, my intuition at the moment is to try and find my purpose and it's a journey I'm loving. Hmm. Okay, well, people are still, you know, people are still going, but I don't know what you're talking about and I don't, <laughs> and I don't know what I want to do. So I read on Psychology Today, there are a couple of questions, a few, about five questions. You oh, can good, 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 go on. Okay, so. okay, let's go. Now, the first one is a bit... Don't worry, okay. I'm excited. One, so one way to find your purpose is to ask yourself what pain or injustice or unhappiness have you witnessed that you just can't live with that's pretty intense if you're sitting in the bank and you're going hmm. ageism there you go okay drives fine. me mad two find out what energizes you three find out what you're willing to sacrifice for ask who you want to help and ask how you want to help that all makes sense that all makes sense and I think I, I think it's quite grounded in humanity so and I think your purpose should be you you know if you can if you can make a positive difference in your own little footprint whether that's just within the four walls of your own home or whether it is in your community or whether it is in your country that's a kind of a nice legacy and if you want to think about what is on your gravestone nobody ever had carved in they never missed a key performance indicator yeah. you know so it's like you yeah. you want to I want to be the first <laughs> no you imagine, don't imagine no you don't no, well that's no, a no. that's a great way to I've read two books and both of them have said imagine your funeral and what people yeah. say at your funeral how would you like to be remembered and I think that's a, like that, that's like going back to when you're 12 and 13 no I'll be sorry when I'm dead and imagining you're fantasizing your funeral what people what people would be wearing and but imagining what people would say about you when you're gone is a great way to think about how you'd like to live the rest of your life I think do we want to talk about our outside things eh? yeah okay mine are fun so we were in New York shopping um, and that sounds now we shop for work obviously we have to go and, and uh, buy fabrics and be inspired and see other, other <laughs> go for drinks and, and so coffee I bought these uh full body and mind tuning forks Mm -hmm. so this is what I do just before I meditate can you hear that yeah and then when you're finished because remember it nice and then when you're finished so when you actually hit it you can't actually hear it unless you put it to your ear so can you hear in the microphone Mm. there you go can you hear that yeah and actually what I 
visualize is my my emotional brain connecting with my entire being and and leaving the past behind and the present out of the room and just staying completely in the moment and when you when you start to connect those two and just realize that the only thing you really can control is the present moment and you focus on that basically it's a it's a it's a tool for clearing away fear and then in comes lots of thoughts and weird I love it it's fascinating but I actually keep them in the bathroom when I have a bath I dung them and put them in the mirror and have a little meditation and even if it's just listening to your breathing but I have to say the more you try and connect with your purpose or who you are the more you need to connect with your self or and who you actually are or what's important to you and if you meditate and if you're someone with like me with a crowded mind and, and baggage from the past and normal person basically to connect with yourself by meditating is a huge tool to finding out more about yourself and I, I, I elected I elected not to bring an outside thing because my purpose lives within me ah! and I forgot <laughs> She's human. She's human. Yeah. No, I'd no, I'd say thing today. Well, you've given us enough nuggets there. That I've, written, I've written loads down, and we're going to mention it all. And a link to Brendan's giant tuning fork. Maybe <laughs> in the show notes. Who knows? And so, what we've learned? It's been a very deep, meaningful episode this week. That it is uh, and can be the most fascinating, sometimes fulfilling, sometimes frustrating journey to. Uh, to attach a meaning to your search for self through purpose I think is a really interesting angle to take your brain on as a hobby as a, as another side to yourself as a kind of a well and, and actually as I said this before and I say this all the time the thing that gay men have in, com- in common with and, and this is a, a generational thing this is now having in common with middle aged women is we, we're go, we go through the self-fulfillment or self-enlightenment st- stage women go through sort of after their kids are born or, you know a little older and gay men have to go through it earlier to to rail against the machines and so this uh, the next phase of that is enlightenment and finding out more about yourself and purpose is a great thing to attach to that I think yeah I think it's ever shifting as well yeah. it's not a static thing mm. um, and, and exactly exactly that it's the it's the searching not the finding yeah it's about the journey not the end because you're not there at the end just saying <laughs> bye bye <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to our top pick from series one of the Lennon Courtney podcast. If you're thirsty for more, have no fear. Fresh new episodes are released every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss us. And follow us on at Lennon Courtney on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter for all our latest updates. <laughs>